Again, another clean sheet for Napoli against a Cremonese side that was never going to score. It's hard to adapt it within only a few games playing together. This Inter team, the reason why we're 15 points away from Napoli is because we've been inconsistent. Hey, that you look like you just bought side. a team. You know, like when, when an owner buys a team and they put the scarf right around them right away? You should buy a Calcio. Maybe I'll make them an offer. Uh -huh. That they can't refuse? Yeah. What a fuck. And that's why we can go live. <laughs> Nick, don't cut this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new episode of IFTV, aka Italian Football TV. On my left, on my left, it's my left. <laughs> Man, Italian Football TV, aka IFTV. AKA, yeah. AKA, also yeah. known as. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, continue. Ukurt or Peter, MMs, Marco Messina, and uh, MK, Michael Core, or AKA, Michael Cantares. <laughs> okay, no Michael Cantares. No Il Greco. Okay, like and your nickname? What? My nickname? I don't even nickname. Oh, Antonio the goat. the goat. Antonio the goat. Yes, the goat. Somebody mentioned you in the in the comment section. Which one? Somebody. And Where they call me the goat. I am a goat. Yeah. What was the guy that you always talked to? That used to always leave a comment about you. Yazan. Chuck. Oh, Chuck. Chuck. Mm. Yeah. That's you. I like him. That was you. <laughs> That's right? not me. That was sure. you. That's not me. That was Antonio A.K. Chuck. Yes. You guys are jealous go. that nobody says anything about uh, about uh, you guys the way they talk to they about me. They say I'm short in the comments. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's what they say in the comments. I think they're <laughs> lying though. My chest short. No, 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 no. Look at this. Look at this. They're making me short. Michael and Antonio are basically the same size in real life. In case you ever run into that. Watch the camera. Where are you going? Come back, uh, come back, come back. Okay, oh so topic of the day. You have the right What's now? the topic of the day? No, yeah, the, we don't normally have. Normally, I see you something written down, but right now let's it's cool. uh, we're having a conversation. Four. Okay, so let's start with the breaking news. I just walked into the studio, not knowing because I was in traffic. What happened between Sampdoria and Inter? Mm. Second to last, or se second place to second to last? You know, mm -hmm. two, two. So I figured, I said, two, hey, top to bottom, you can at least score six or seven goals. <laughs> With Lautaro, Lautaro, Lukaku, uh, Lukaku. La, Lu, uh, La Lula, La Lula. Yeah. You, got, you are. I think Inter <laughs> is the most up and down team, the most hot and cold team in the world. One off. You guys can go from beating Napoli to then winning the derby, then losing at Tempoli and drawing against Sampdoria. Mm -hmm. How do you explain this team? Oh, don't worry. He's going to pick up something from his heart. It's all, he's a magician for that. He's going, to come, he he's going to twist a bunch of words into a pretzel. He's going to come up with Let's a see perfect what he's got. explanation. Oh, Go ahead. The first thing I would say is, you know, versus Napoli, we were defensively sound. And we were able to, to get the goal, and that's why we were able to win 1 nothing. Um, Empoli, red card in the first half, changes the outcome of this game. That you shouldn't lose it, but. <laughs> <laughs> the magician. You, you should be able to, you, you know, with the red card in the first half, it's very hard to to play uh, within Serie A and go on to win. And then today, it was just a matter of missed opportunities. And this is something that we've harped on numerous times. I don't mean to be a broken record, but we miss a lot of chances. I mean, just Inter had two chances in, in two minutes of this game, okay? Um, Lautaro missed his chance. <laughs> Lukaku seems sorry, to be still, uh, you know... Uh, Half of himself, uh, unfortunately. Literally, you know. Di Marco missed an easy chance. Di Marco. Then even up to, uh, up until the last minute, Lautaro literally had the ball. You know, kind of came off the wrong side mm -hmm. of his chest. But he scored against there, Milan, been able this guy. Can he score against AC Milan? Can he score against Abdo? The ball is round, right? Oh, the they ball say is that round. in Italian. Ah, yeah, no, the ball is round. So you know, it rolls one way or the other. So, so did you it, take back all the all the, the compliments that you made to Lautaro and all of those stuff, uh, you know, those guys uh, when they won against AC Milan on the derby? Listen, did I, you take it back? Take back what? Exactly. What you just said about them? What? That they were, you know, those are the, you know, that Lautaro has been playing like a champion and this and that. With this team, we can win the Champions League. We are this. I, I did not even say that. I did not even say that. Maybe you didn't say we were talking about. I heard him too, Anto. We were too hurt. He said it in his head. He did. He said it in your head, Anto. You see? You see? Hey, hey, I got witness. Even Enrico. Hey, did he say that too? He said it, right? That Inter can win the Champions too. Okay, so even Enrico will be here. I don't know about which that. Which is my my uh, my producer is telling me is that it's true. Yeah, how much you pay? Yeah, we got our producer Enrico. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> Pete, what do you got? First <laughs> off, games. that's not true. I mm-hmm. did not say that. So second. It's uh, like he's on stand in a court. <laughs> <laughs> Your honor, I did not. Listen, Nobody believes you. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to jail, buddy, for life. <laughs> Throw the key away. The Nobody believes you. Nobody believes you. Listen, yeah. this Inter team, the reason why we're 15 points away from Napoli is because we've been inconsistent. So it's just a testimony of this season that we've been inconsistent this whole year. At times, it's because we let in too many goals. And then and in this case, we're not able to score goals. We made a couple of changes. And I just wanted to pick up on one thing where Gosens is such a disappointment, man. Every time I think he has the opportunity to to, to show something, you know, aside from the Barcelona game when he came in and, and not necessarily changed it, but scored the goal and, and, and created some havoc, Versus Barca, I thought that was going to be the turning point, but it's been just a you know a, a terrible stint at Inter. He's a he 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 doesn't take on the player. He doesn't put in a cross. I mean, today we saw so many terrible first touches, and and I remember the player that he was in Atalanta. And we're not talking about a player that did a you know had a one hit wonder season. He did it consistently with Atalanta. And granted, there was a system in place in Atalanta. But with Inter, with the, the caliber of players, you're going to get goals. You're going to get the assists. And I mean, you know, even Inzaghi, his style is all about this wingback position and then the play there. And when we don't have anything happening from, from our, our flanks, that's where you see that Inter misses out on opportunities. And we're not, we're not deadly enough. We're not lethal. You know, in the first half, the game should have been over 2 nothing. Mm. So what, to bed. what does it come down to with Gosens? Because we have seen Atalanta's, the production of talent is incredible Mm -hmm. they are so great at spotting talent paying two three million for him and selling them all for 30 40 million but we have seen a lot of players Gallardini another one that plays for Inter that when they leave that Atalanta system they don't always perform the way that they did there you know Kessie's one of the outliers of course Kessie was amazing but there are a lot of examples of those types of players you think that's what it comes down to or is it something at Inter that you think is not working I think Golson's is a particular case because that last year that he was with Atalanta, he had two hamstring in- injuries, and you know yeah, he man. never, but no, he never came, up. he Keep never going. came back. Yeah, he never came back, now. and uh, I don't know if it's something mentally, you know, for him also, maybe because of experiencing the hamstring injuries, he's not one to push or not push, but meaning go after a, an opponent. Uh, it's I, the big I, stage, I, probably. It's fr- it's frightened, you know. It probably feels a lot more responsibility when you're in San Siro. In Bergamo, in Bergamo, it's like a. It's different. I agree. You know, I think Siro it's different. San Siro, man, yeah. it's different under the lights. Champions League. It's like not Champions League. But no, no, no. I agree with Peter on this. I, I don't think he was scared. He was doing it at the uh, highest level and making the top four with Gasperini, doing incredible in Europe. And I just think it was the injuries, and he didn't fully recover from that. Plus, Di Marco playing extremely yeah. well, keeping on the bench's confidence. You know, wasn't the highest because of that. So it was a mixture of yeah. many, and it was a new club at the end of the day. So it's multiple factors. I don't yeah. think it was just one I thing. Think it, I think it's a mental thing, man, because even yeah, when he first sure. came to Inter, Perisic was on fire. But yeah. he came in injured, didn't he? Didn't he arrive injured? Yeah, but I, he was. He, he wasn't, was, it wasn't was like fully no, fit, was I remember. Yeah, he wasn't for. fully fit, but he was already ready like a month in, like February, March. But Perisic but, was like unbelievable. But Perisic, you couldn't point. take him off. And this is the same case with Di Marco. The thing is... When you have the chances, like today, where you have the opportunity to play and do something, mm-hmm. he's probably one of the worst players on the field, you know, for Inter. And that's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Like, even on the bench, you need to be competing for the starting position. You need to be pushing for, for the top 11. And unfortunately, you know, we, we, I don't see enough of him. It so could like, be that Gatano is right, though, Pete, because Gatano keeps saying that this uh, Inzaghi is really snub really on the top of his list because uh, mm. maybe yeah. he, he doesn't get uh, the maximum out of those players. Right? You're telling me that Gasperini is capable to make this guy here work at 20-cylinder, 20, 20 even if he's got a 12-cylinder engine. And this guy here uh, is underperforming for Inter. But it goes even beyond, I think, just Gossens, right? Because you're not going to judge a coach just off one player. I think yeah. there's a lot of issues a where I know Mike, you look, Mike looked over at me at one point during the Inter match, and he's like, Inzaghi lost the plot. Like you, you see him and you're like, can this really be the coach that leads Inter next season? Like, okay, Napoli it's wins, not, not. right? Napoli wins the Scudetto this? because now it's 15 points. But... At the same time, the performances we've seen from Inter, do they merit keeping him in the next 
transfer window? Uh, Unfortunately, that's something that you have to look at in the in the end of the season. I think we're not at a point where we're going to sack him now. Of course, it's something that you have to look forward to. But uh, what I'm saying, unfortunately, is the fact that Inter right now in the position that they are financially, Mm. they're not in the position to say, "Hey, we're going to drop somebody that's on contract." To go get another guy that's gonna mm-hmm. who, who are you getting? Like you can't get Simeone. You can't, you can't get guys that are gonna yeah. want ten million a year. Didn't I just sign him for a bigger extension? They did, but that's okay. what I'm saying. So, so you can't drop. Saying. You can't drop him now or say, okay, we're not. We, we need to go after someone else. Mm. In this circumstance, the way that Inter is right now in, in financial debt and having uh, question marks as far as ownership and and what can be done on the transfer market, you know, we don't know. Uh, who we could afford. And then Inter is not a team that you can take risks. So you have already Inzaghi on, on board, on, under contract. He's going to stay there. But, but I just want to say, do you see Inzaghi, what you're seeing now, is this what the, what he's got? You think he has more to offer? Or you think it's going to basically be uh, more da- up up, up and down? I agree with you, Mike. Overall. Like last season, we gave him the benefit of the doubt, first season. Lazio's but now, a different market, we're, half, we're halfway <laughs> su- uh, through this season now. Do you think... We're not going to see any change from Inzaghi, how it's going to be. And it would, let's okay. not talk about more better this, players this and changes stuff. changes meaning in style. Because there's, right? yeah, just in general, how he plays, his formation, his substitution, just every his whole package. Inzaghi still has a lot to learn as a coach in the sense that he has not touched the, the Holy Land. He has not won anything. The Holy okay? Land, I like that. He hasn't won anything. So, Scudetto, you mean? Scudetto, yes. I mean a Scudetto because... Yeah. Listen, Supercoppa is one game, and it, yes, it's against a tough opposition, but you can win that mm-hmm. exactly. one game. And even in a Coppa Italia, you know, up until the semi, you know, quarterfinal, semifinals, the competition is your competition is, is is okay. Like it's nothing crazy. You but can it's also, get through it's there. A, it really is a second so, competition for yeah for Milan, Inter, Juve, a lot of like the really big clubs that are in there. They don't yeah Napoli. They don't see they yeah. don't see Coppa Italia. You, you're not going to celebrate Coppa Italia. Coppa Italia would be incredible if Cremonese won it. If Fiorentino won it on that side yeah. because they celebrate a trophy because mm-hmm. they're not competing for something big. Yeah. But if we're if we're calling a spade a spade, it can't be that you say, all right, he won the Supercoppa yeah. and Coppa Italia for two years. He's fine. Well, that, that's what I'm getting at. It's like <clears throat> the, to win the Scudetto is, is an art. Okay. Yeah. It's being able to manage 38 games and more because you have the Champions League, Coppa Italia and everything and else in between. Being able to take a team and make sure through 38 games that they're able to maintain you know, a high level, which is is very, very hard at this level. And we see it. Aside from Napoli, all the teams have up been and up and down. So uh, what I wanted to get at is Inter of the past went after the Mourinho, right? Guys that have proven to win. The Inter of, of right now, of what we have, we have to go after the guys that could become a top mm. coach. And that makes a difference because when you get the top coach that's ready – you were able to make something happen. Conte, for example, was a coach that has won in the past. People might not have agreed with his tactics or his style of play, but you know one thing. Antonio Conte is a is a winner. winner. Yep. Okay? Inzaghi, we don't know if he's a winner. And we still have it's to a gam- see. It's a gamble. But do you I, see but do you see him staying it's, next it's, season? It's not so much a, it's not so much a gamble. It's more so you're in a financial situation where you cannot go after the guys that have won mm-hmm. because yeah. you cannot compete. Yeah, you cannot Speaking of Antonio that. Conte, your team, Milan, is playing against him tomorrow for us. Oh, boy. A situation where... What time is the game, by the way? 2.45. Oh, I'll be, be here. I'll be, I'm canceling the <laughs> It'll be today for you guys watching. Our producer canceling. Enrico said 3, three o'clock. o'clock. Thank yeah, you. Are you going to be here today? You're going to be here. You can't see the show. For, for us? Oh, for Milan. We're, we're winning. We're losing. Wow. No, you're too optimistic. So both teams, they're both coming in and not the best of form. Tottenham, another team that's very hot and cold because they'll beat Manchester City and then they lose 4-1 at the weekend to Leicester City. They're going to be without Bentancur, who tore his ACL, and Hugo Lloris, their goalkeeper. I think he's mm. out six weeks or so. You're also missing um, Benacer because Pioli said he's not 100%. He's not ready to make it. And of course, Manian. Magic Mike Magnan. Tomori's in? For uh, tomorrow's game? I think tomorrow's there, yeah, right? Maybe. Okay. I don't think he's still sure. injured. Maybe. Uh, so it doesn't really matter. AC Milan is not, is not running at the full speed right now. Yeah. 
Can you check the probables on Sky? We get the pro- producer. We get the yeah, producer. Pro- to- producer. Yeah, yeah check Mr. Sky. Producer, we got the producer. The, uh, Thanks, producer. producer is checking the so how do you feel? How do you feel about this game? Because obviously Champions League is important for you. It feels like the goalpost has shifted well, because you need to qualify for Champions League in the Serie A at this point. We got lucky to win against Torino, even though we didn't play at the at the level uh, to deserve that full one nothing. You know, we we took a dirty win because uh, we need it. And uh, I don't know if that's going to translate to uh, into a positive results playing Tottenham, regardless of the the, the results that uh, of uh, losing against Leinster for one. Mm-hmm. I think Tottenham uh, they're physically more prepared than us, and mm-hmm. I think the contest structure is still uh, is still in place. As far as I know, nothing major. I mean, Loris is is a goalkeeper. It's not really a world class goalkeeper. It's a French goalkeeper, but nothing to brag I mean, about. He's it. pretty good. In the final. He's pretty good. Matter. He's made, a, he's made significant no, he, he mistakes made a, though at Tottenham yes. this year. So, I watched uh, the, I watched so, one game where he so, literally threw and the, and the, the match away. With is him. a reject from Juventus. <laughs> no, but he's but he's been good at Tottenham. He's been good. Okay, but nevertheless, it's nothing. So you're not feeling confident going into this game. No, I don't. Well, about what part of Milan in particular? No, we don't have. We don't have the the, the defense. Are, uh, the defense. Not, yeah, yeah, the defense is not. Uh, it's not set to 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 face those guys. Which defense though? Are you gonna go four men or three men? Well, I just disaster. hope it doesn't go. It doesn't go with the three three. If you're gonna go, Tomori's in. Tomori's in. Okay, then you can go maybe three four three. You with Tomori in, I'm more confident. Is it three four three, producer? If you use three four three. Okay, see, 3-4-3, three, three, I'm more confident because you need to buffer the midfield a little bit more. You know, I think the three the three uh, defender is going to be Tomori, Kalulu, and maybe Tio Hernandez on uh, on uh, on the left. Mm. And then the four midfielders... He's going to be on the wing, Tio. Huh? Tio's probably going to be yeah, on the left. Yeah, but that's what man. I'm saying. But he's going to slide back on the 4-3-3 on the three, three when we yeah. defend. But who's other centre-back is what we're saying? The three, Tomori, Kalulu, and Tio. No, Tio's going to be on the left, man. Yeah. Ciao. Ciao, maybe ciao. Maybe ciao. There we go. Ciao and Ray. Kalulu, Ciao, and Tomori. Tomori. Those are the three that are in the probable right now. Uh Salamakers, Tonali, Krunic, the Hernandez. Diaz, Giroud, Leal. My my thing is with the three-man backline, you switched to it in the past couple days, right? You went up in the derby against Inter with the three-man backline, which was a total disaster of a game because Milan lost the true identity of the team, which last year loved to attack, loved to go forward. This was only just don't concede a goal. You go up against an Inzaghi who always plays a three-man backline, right? Do the same thing against Torino, three-man backline. Now you're going up against Conte who loves a three-man backline. You know, it scares me because of how it limits your team. Are you not worried about that? I am. I am. That's why the reasons why, I, I mean, I, I like to be very conservative. For me, if I was in place, I was in charge, I would use a 4-4-2 because, number one, the midfielders we have in place right now, if I had a Benacer, I would be more confident on a 3-4-3. But Benacer is not there. Mm-hmm. Benacer is a workhorse. The guy is all over the place. It's like Barella. It's like Barella, uh, uh, what he does for Inter. Maybe even better. Because he is good in, in uh, building he's up the game. Good, and good. then he's good even uh, uh, when when he's playing even in front of the Okay, Donati. well, he's not available. But it's not available. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If, if I had him in, uh, the 3-4-3, three, three, I would feel game? more confident. How do you win this game against Tano? You don't, you, you don't win. You have to limit the damage uh, uh, from McKean from the forward line that they have because they're deadly forward Kane, line. Yeah. They have Sun, they have Keane, they have Kane, Kulusevsky. and Kulusevsky. Yeah. So when you limit the damage and you can just uh, cut, you, you play on a counter with the speed, you have the hope that Leao is get a good game, Hernandez mm. get a good game. You already with the speed. The only way to keep them on the back over there mm. is to challenge them with the speed on the counter. Yeah. So the, and the, you have to keep the line a little high. Yeah. Do not back up the same way you did it when you played Inter. And do you not back counter? up the same way. Only but- you can counter. You build up the midfielder is going to be the the screen mm. for them. Yeah, but you said you wanted a counter attack. Yes. So if you counter attack, you're going to have to sit back. But not not too far back. I will sp- I will still keep the Giroud, Giroud, uh, what's his Diaz name, and uh, Diaz and uh, Leal. and uh, Leal at the midfield line. That's why my my uh, my waiting and see none on the three quarter. When know. you back them to the three quarter, then you 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 getting yourself you backing yourself into the hole. <clears throat> okay. That's so I wanted the, the three line the, the the offensive line to be slightly behind midfield, not a midfield but slightly behind, ready on a counter for a, on a long toss to just take them on. The thing that scares me now with this um, Spurs side is. I think it's going to be very hard for Milan to control the high tempo from Spurs because we know how Conte plays. And Conte, I think, obviously knows Milan very well. I'm sure he watches Serie A more than any other coach in a Premier League. So that's a big disadvantage for Milan. And that three-man back line, I'm not happy about it at all, especially in Europe when 
you're not comfortable with playing three man back. It's hard. It's hard to adapt it within only a few games playing together. So to me, I think that's. I think that's going to be a very tough thing that Pioli does if he ends up going through with that probable lineup. And overall, the form... I know Tottenham hasn't been in the best form. The form of Milan has been not good at all. So I'm I'm kind of... I'm feeling a little pessimistic, to be honest. But... Individual we'll performances. But Marco, I think listen, you mentioned the two guys. Listen to me. This is the way I see it. This is the way I see it. You want to avoid to fight, to have a fight on a, on a, on a place that where you're going to lose in a... In the, in, which is the midfield, you just go long toss. If you're listening to me, Paisan, <laughs> um, purely, purely, listen to me. Just tell your defender to just start to practice the long toss because you want to just go over the midfield and just bypass the midfield of Tottenham. Once you once you put them on their knees, they have the backup. They're not going to be able to stay on the, on the forward line compacted and short as a team. So if you're starting to just do long toss once you get in the ball and just, uh, you know, uh, starting to uh, to put the, the the speed of AC Milan to work, then you, you're you going to see a good game. But you have to play very smart. It'll, it'll okay? come down to individual performances. Yeah. It's Theo Hernandez and Leao on that left side. I think that's where you can kill teams. If those guys want to play, if they feel motivated to play, and if they're on their game, Milan can win the match. But if they're not, I don't see much of a chance there. The only thing that gives me a little bit of hope is Conte's European record has not always been great. You know, we know how he's tried to balance out between Champions League, between the the league. So those are my hopes. Not in the best of form. If you gave me this game in September, I would feel so confident about Milan's chances. But it's a completely different side, and they look like a shell of themselves yeah. compared to November, the team that even started. In November, November. Sorry, before better, 2023, better, Roma, before the World Cup. Before the World Cup, yeah. But better than that. Anything else or we move on? Uh, I just, uh, I think like Antonio said, with Ben Acer, that's the, the most important player for this Milan team in the midfield. So losing, not having him is a, is an issue when you're versing a top team. Because uh, listen, let's face it, even if Tottenham is not having a great um, campaign, they still have a very, very good players. So I think that Milan are going to have to defend in numbers, drop back a little bit to be able to then Counting. launch uh, layout. So I, I do agree with uh, your approach to the game. Um, it's just unfortunate to see that this Milan team, I, I don't know what it will take for them to get out of what, what's going on, this funk. Is is this one nothing versus Torino good enough? Or it's a confidence it's a confidence builder the way I see it. And then uh, <laughs> but you can't read you can't read too much into it. We need to yeah. see what the team does tomorrow. Well, let me take just let me just say one more thing. Okay, so AC Milan, we know in what the situation that they have right now. We're not going <clears> to <throat> be complaining about the injuries. We just have to do the best with what we can, with the best that we have, the best we can with what we have right now. So the midfield has been a problem for us. Tonali, it hasn't been the same Tonali that I remember three games or four games ago. Mm-hmm. Even when we lost, yeah. Tonali always played a great game. Mm-hmm. The last couple of games, it's not the same. Tonali is scaring me. Yeah. Yeah. A, lot totally a lot of mistakes. A lot, yeah. a lot of mistakes. mistake. Yeah. Even just yeah. starting, you know, on the build up Five and all the stuff. Too. When it rains, yeah. it pours. Right? When it rains, it pours. When it rains, it pours. So what I'm saying is, Bring umbrella. just we need to just umbrella. calm down and simplify everything. You watched Rihanna's halftime you know? show, didn't you? Course. The Rihanna? Well, who cares about Rihanna? He said umbrella. Ah, uh, the umbrella. Under the umbrella. Ella, Ella, A, A, A. Nick, do you like my song, Nick? I didn't Under, know you could sing. I can sing. Don't get me started. But you anyway, hey, is a tie a good a good result for us? Because it's on a two-game stretch, I right? I think it would be. 100%. Are you kidding okay, me? I'll take a, I will take a depends, tie and a win. Depends for, on the game. Is. The game. I'll take a tie and a win. Yeah. Under the umbrella. I'll, t- I'll win it. I'll take the tie under the umbrella too, okay? Why are you stuttering when you say it? You're supposed to start. Umbrella. He's right. Ella. Under my umbrella. Yeah, he's right. I guess. He's supposed to start. But you sound like a robot when you say That's not all you sound like. Mr. Producer, how did I do so far with my scene? Okay. Let's move on to Napoli. Okay. Napoli now can slip up five games. Three, six, nine, 12, 15. 15 points. If they lost five games, that would mean that Inter still need to win all of those games. Yeah, which is not and Napoli would still be in first place. Don't get your hope too high. This is not going to happen. No, my hopes are not getting high. I'm just saying that at this point for Napoli, they're in seventh heaven. Not only 
is everything going well for them besides the, the teams that are below them, they also win their game. The games that they're supposed to win, they, they do. don't slip up. I always think to myself, you know, every time before the game, I say, am I crazy if I say, is today going to be the day that they're, they slip up? Or, and slip up meaning like maybe just tie. You know, Cremonese is in last place. We're not scoring three they goals to, in a row. Yeah, they need to do something. <laughs> Maybe rotate, but even against Cremonese, yeah. he played, if I'm not mistaken, he played the same team that he's played two other times before, three times in a row. He has Ossiman, he's got Kvada. He doesn't want to rotate because he wants to win the game right away. He's There's no calculations needed. And when the team goes out there with the spirit, mm -hmm. uh, with the calmness and with the confidence that they have, you see Kvada, game changer. Uh, I birthday mean, boy. They, they they do give him a lot of space. Uh, yeah. Seb Nicola, I believe, is the one who's trying to defend him. He gives him a lot of space. He will burn you and kill you uh, when he does that. Again, another clean sheet for Napoli against a Cremonese side that was never going to score. Even though they played a good game, they were in the match, but without Okereke and without Dessers, those two players combined, out of the 15 goals that they've scored this season, Cremonese, they've been involved in nine of them. Mm -hmm. So 60% of their goals were already wiped away. Opportunity to get them. This is a reality of a team, just to touch on Cremonese, that they had so many players that they had from Serie A teams that were on loan last year. Uh, Gianluca Gaetano, I think he had seven or eight goals for them last year. They had Fagioli, Ocoli. They lost them. They brought in players that don't really know the Serie A, that are not up to this level, and they're going down as one of the worst teams I think we've ever seen in Serie A history. Not in Coppa Italia, oh. though. <laughs> not in Coppa Italia. But the, I think the big question here is, the Spalletti next week when he has when he's playing in Champions League, do are we gonna start seeing some rotation or is he gonna be like no I want to start a full team I want to start Osiman I want to start um uh what do you, what is it uh, Osiman keep on the bench keep Gvara on the bench put Elmas there instead who's been great Simeone is very he good off the need bench. To, though. In Champions League, he doesn't need to rotate. No, the game before oh, the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, he should. He do you to. think he will? Think he or will. do you think he's going to stick to it? Like, no, I'm going to stay the same. I don't want to underestimate. I think, I think he has to rotate. Who did they play before the Champions Who did they play before the Champions League? Producer team. Enrico. Hey, who did they play? Napoli. Who does Napoli play next? Na Napoli Yeah, next. who do they play Campionato. next? No, Campionato. Uh, no, no, you have to rotate before the Champions League, especially with a five game. Sassuolo. Okay, oh, Sassuolo. Yeah, he's coming for your job, Enrico. Five. I, I want that raise. I want that raise. <laughs> but Sassuolo, too slow. But Sassuolo are fighting to stay up too. So like, what do you do if you're Spalletti? No, but what I'm trying to say is you give the trust in the other players because Oshman is gone. Simeone is a viable option. Yeah. Uh, Raspadori. Elmas, Elmas scored uh, yesterday. Lozano, Politano. These guys can all come in and I think anybody can really play. The only big question is the defense when uh, Juan yeah. Jesus has to come in. Or you know, or or um, De Lorenzo doesn't play. They got Berenzinski, but he doesn't offer the same quality as uh, as Napoli's defense. Their, their starting lineup. So Napoli, I think you know, uh, even in Naples, who usually are very very superstitious. I just saw the. I don't know if you saw the the video. No. The guy with a tattoo, and he has the scudetto with the num number Get three. Scudetto. What they skin so him or something? Over they there? asked him oh. if he was from the future because he said it's already over. Um, oh. so, I mean, I think at this point, yeah. So it's like what, any doubt that you had about it, it's so got to be gone. Everyone is feeling it right now. <laughs> everyone is feeling it right now, and uh, I think uh, Spalletti can can juggle or can manage the situation a little bit and and not really risk much because he can literally lose two three games and still have uh, you know the direction of uh, of Scudetto. Uh, right in front of him. So, you know, I, I... For them, it's not that easy to lose game. I think they go over there, not even with a big drive to win because everything is coming so natural to them that they win the game. No, they it's, have, like, it's like a default when you press... Yeah, but they have like the you, quality. You, you with the hand and key on Antonio, it's not... Everything's going right right but now. But they're, they're playing with that, without much pressure, though, they, which yeah, is weird. They're playing... Fun. I feel like it, if you put like a... If you throw Antonio on there, I feel like he's going to feel more... All you're going right, to feel better. You're going to feel better. You're going to play along everything. No, I'm just saying everything's clicking, so everyone's on the same page. I, I, that's a compliment. Oh, that's I said you can play for the... I can play for Napoli. For the Scudetto winning team. That's going to win the Scudetto. But right now, like, they can put anyone, and it just works. They play well. They play positive. It's clicking. They don't have that pressure. They're so much far ahead. And... The locker room's all there. They're, they all believe in it. it so. It's like the same thing that we say every week yeah. from, from Napoli. There's no slip-ups. They do their job. They get it done. And they have the quality. And I like that Spalletti has said a couple of times, like, 
we can't play scared. Football is a very tough game to play when you're nervous. So I think a lot of those players, as we mentioned in the past, they don't have those same battle scars uh, previously of losing things. But I have one of my buddies that's not bullet down. And I told him, I said, yo, 15 points now. You got to be happy. He goes, no, 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 no. Something could happen. I said, what's going to happen? It's true. He goes, maybe they're going to take away points from us, you know, in deductions. They're going to give us minus 15 points. (laughs) That happens. Loons will be like, I knew. (laughs) Yeah, but even if they take away 15 points, I said, yo, you're still good. You're still there, but... Uh, for the Napolitans, it's uh, not yet, not yet, but it's getting it's getting as close as it could possibly get. Let's talk about Juventus, Fiorentina. Oh my God! One zero win for Juventus. Wow! Game where Juventus. I mean, both teams, both teams under a lot of pressure. Juventus under so much pressure to be able to get a result at home against Fiorentina, desperate for points, obviously that we know, and a Fiorentina side that has been getting booed by their fans because of the loss to Bologna the week before. The results are not in line with where the team should be in the Serie A table. Yes, they're doing great in Coppa Italia, but they care about the Serie A because they want to go up and they want to get challenged in Europe, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So they also were desperate, I think, for a result. I like the way that Fiorentina played the game. You know, they do they they frustrate me because they do a million things correct. Like their build up is great, their high pressure is great, the midfield movement is stunning. They find the triangles, they find the one twos. Players move off the ball to help each other out, but they get into the final third of the pitch and it's like their brains go off and they don't know what to do anymore. Like they never feel dangerous to score a goal. And that's something that they need to be able to fix. They don't have a real playmaker to a killer in that box who really scored to take the ball and be like, I'm going to score the goal. They don't have that since since they sold Vlaovic. Nico tries to set up. So I think they have a playmaker because he acts like that. He's like cutting in and he's looking to provide, you know, something. But even Kwame, who for me is naturally a winger, plays as a number nine. You see his hold up play. Mm, mm, he's, mm, he, you know, mm. he's a skinny guy. He's small. Doesn't fit there. You know, and you, you drop Jovic, you drop Cabral because they haven't been in great form. Their confidence can't be very high. Ikone, not Kwame is big. Ikone is small. No, no, Kwame Kwame is very skinny. Skinny. Kwame Kwame is skinny. For number nine, I'm saying. He's like a breadstick. Like Mm. as a as a striker, Mm -hmm. you yeah, you need someone heavy like a Jovic. He he got a couple balls. I just say it because he got a couple balls, and I felt like he got bodied off of it a little bit. Needless to say, Juventus they finally played the front three of Kesa Vlaovic and Di Maria. Uh, you expected a lot. I mean, at least I thought I expected a lot. Mm. The midfield kept getting outrun, you know, between Rabio and Locatelli for the way that I saw the game. Uh, they score their goal, and then the substitutions, he starts taking off these players. And yes, it's a great win because Juventus, you just need to win at this point. That's the only <laughs> thing that the fans care about. They need three points. The style, we know Allegri's not going to change. But I guess I thought maybe when he did get these front three, you were going to see it unleashed a little bit. And I think they have more quality to not just score 1-0, and then wrap things up against a Fiorentina side, which you see you leave them late, and they nearly scored a goal. Yes, Vlaovic scored a goal. That was the same thing. That was offsides by very little margins. But I don't know. I think that you're risking when you leave it 1-0 against a team that, for me, Juventus could have scored two, three goals mm-hmm. if they just went forward. But that's what but that's what Allegri does. He He's up, and then he himself changes the momentum from the substitutions he makes. And he got very lucky that he it was offside lucky. by the paint of his cleat. And that that's was. why they ended up winning it. But this is the same. I don't want to keep saying this. It's the same thing Allegri. He scores one and defends and hope they don't concede. That's not the way to go. If they kept team going like for Juventus. a little. To be fair, like it wasn't right when they scored the first goal. It was at, at a point in the second half when he started yeah. making the substitutions. Uh, but that's besides the point, though. And then you just lock things it's, up. It's besides the point. Again, you got to say, Vlaovic nearly scored the goal, yeah, which would have been 2-0. Was too. And yeah, he was very off fraction. by... Tiny, we could talk about the VAR after yeah. that. But I guess I just saying, I thought when I saw the front three, I thought they were going to really go for it, which I didn't see. But yes, they got the win. So what's your goal for uh, for uh, this Juventus? What would that make you happy to uh, at the end of the campionato? To say, oh, we made, we made what? <laughs> we made what? What did you? What what makes you good? It's gonna make you feel well, nothing. Win the court case. No, no. Let me let him. Uh, it, I mean, it depends on if they do get the fifteen points back or if they don't get the fifteen no, points no, back. No, 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 no. Answer my question. What is gonna make you nothing? Happy there is nothing. That Juventus is gonna say, oh, they made it into the UEFA, or they won the Coppa Italia, or they did this. I don't think they'll, that, I don't think they'll even be happy issue. with yeah, with the Europa League. I mean, yes, it's better that you're in Europe than you're not in Europe. But for a team like Juventus to be in Europa League, you know, I don't think they care for that. The revenues are are better, but it's about if they get the 15 points back and they get into Champions League, that's where things yeah. would be like, all right, now, now it's like a season where we everything nearly fell apart. 
but we made it happen. You're not going to get the 15 points back. <laughs> keep, keep just keep dreaming about it. You're not going to get the 15 points back. I just say the back. two things so it, that we have both sides. No, 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 no. You're not <laughs> going to get the 15 points back. You're not. Uh, you're crazy. Okay, so if they don't. What are you, the judge? So let's say that you don't get the 15 points back. Okay? <laughs> what will that make you happy? Nothing. Just nothing. Nothing. Oh, okay. that is what I wanted to hear about it. Okay? <laughs> Okay, if you spun with this, if, 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 forget about it. I thought I have that. Nothing is going to make you happy. Okay, what kind of hat does he have? Okay, so, what is going to make you happy, Pete? <laughs> to be second, third, will that make you happy? As long as I'm ahead of Milan, I'm happy. Okay. Well, well, what were you going to say about Juventus and Fiorentina? Uh, Juventus and Fiorentina, it's clear. Fiorentina is missing a number nine. We knew this from day one in Serie A. January, I think, should have been a time to, to bring in a player, and they weren't able to. Um, you know, there was rumors of Aubameyang going to LAFC mm. for free, like with all expenses paid for. Chelsea's been desperately trying to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, I, I don't know what goes on, you know, behind the scenes, but Aubameyang could have been a striker, somebody. You got to try to... Yeah. Really? I didn't see that. Yeah. Wow. So, like, this is a guy that you should try to jump on. Chelsea needed needs to get rid of him. Needs to find a way, even alone for six months, whatever the case might be. Yeah, try to help this team find quality player up top that can score goals. And what makes okay? you think he's going to help you out, that guy? You got Zeke over there, Yo, you got Lautaro. Fiorentina. Oh, Fiorentina. Yeah, I thought yeah, there was an Inter. No. Oh, okay. Inter, Sorry. We did Inter. Okay. Yeah. I take it back, Paisa. Thank you. That's all. Then, thank you. <laughs> you have. Thank you very much. Icone, who's a disaster. Nico he try. He does so. He tries to go through everybody. He, and then he makes the the worst pass you ever see. <laughs> Doldo is another one. Doldo is so frantic. He's running up here, this, it, and then he gives a, a, a stray ball in the middle. Like, there's a lot of mistakes that I don't know if, you know, you can see on a certain player's faces, like Nico Gonzalez, when the guy plays, he plays mm-hmm. as if he has the, the knife in between his Hunger, teeth. Yeah. Meanwhile, you have Icone, who's dribbling as if he's a ballerina. And at that point, you gotta you are versing Juventus. Yeah, gonna you got to go in... Full, or don't go in at all. Yeah, yeah, and point. then you know, like even you know, the fact that Italiano has Kwame as his number nine just proves that he doesn't have many options because Kwame versus a Danilo Bremer, uh, these guys are gonna physically manhandle yeah. Kwame. And maybe at that point you put in Cabral, but the, the Cabral hasn't been able to score, so he's very limited up top. That's number one. Jovic has been disappointed then, too. Yeah, disappointing. Beat. So. A lot of things this year have not gone its way. Biragi doesn't even have one assist. Biragi, you know, uh, there's there's no one else stepping up in the in this team. So it's a it's it's hard because you see at times, you know, they miss the opportunities versus uh, who was it when when uh, Bologna? I think they were almost mm-hmm. to score. Mm-hmm. Uh, then also versus Juventus, you score last minute, but it's taken away. Which to be fair, was similar to Juventus. So if anything, the game should have ended two mm-hmm. one if you're against this new VAR uh, situation. But it's just disappointing to see this Fiorentina team because I was hoping that they would have been able to yeah. make that. And they step have up. that potential. But, That's the problem. Yeah. For me, it's like they're so they're great at a lot of things. They just they can't get that final thing. The thing that sucks fixed. with them is. Like for the most part, they have the same team from last season. So they they have they got two strikers without Vlaovic for the first half of the year. But, yeah, but they got two <laughs> strikers in. For, they got Jovic from Real Madrid, who had an incredible season at Eintracht Frankfurt. So he had everyone, one good season though. Okay, so everyone thought I was like, whatever, he's gonna be our guy. And then they got Cabral that did incredible in the Swiss league too. So it's not like yeah, I guess maybe you go for someone in January, but. They try to. They try their. It's not like they got no names. You know, they got some some quality names that they perform. I think in they the need. Past. They need like a so, solid Serie A striker, like a guy who's proven that he's been scoring goals in Serie A. Like who? Who's proven? Right I don't know. You need some. No, you need. No, no, you no, need no. to find somebody who can consistently come off and and put the ball into the back of the net. Not somebody. You know, like somebody that's played in Italy before. Maybe a guy like even Sanabria from Torino could be an example, right? Just as a as a profile. I don't know. I need to go through the roster and see. Belotti. But, no, you know, that's I know a lot of people don't like him, I know, but Belotti but I would what fit mean. in Fiorentina. Nah, I'm he would sorry. be a better fit at Fiorentina than he is at Roma. But he's not going to score those Why goals. That you I think he scores those Because he has no, first of all, he has no... He scores those somebody goals. that is when dead plays, into the box. When he plays at Roma, when you he comes You have to be in, realistic. I'm just saying, if you're talking produce. about money-wise, they can't yeah, go out there and spend a lot of money. So Belotti would have been a free transfer. I like it a lot better than some of their other options. You either have to find a you know a diamond in the rough. Where you go into these minor leagues, so you try to figure That's out. That's Cabral. Take this guy. Yeah, yeah, Cabral. Yeah, but Cabral. They tried to do that with Cabral. 
You need a mm. you need a solid Serie A guy, like a guy who's been in the league for Bello a couple of years. Be a bust, I think Sanabria, like Sanabria, is my example of a guy that he holds the ball up great. He's talented. He's been in the league for a couple of years. Yeah. I think he's a little bit underrated in I, the work that he does. Hasn't I, always been first choice at Torino. There are rumors that he was going to leave to Lazio to help replace Immobile. Like he could have been a guy that would fit that profile. Where's Simi? But, What's Simi doing right now? Listen. Simeone? Simi, no, Simi. No, no, he hasn't even played no, Serie B. Listen, Last place team. So. One thing that I think has been missing in Fiorentina. <laughs> some of Simeone could have been. Listen to me. They, some, they had Simeone. If they, they used to have Simeone. He's not yeah, gonna, yeah, I just, no, 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 I'm saying they used to have yeah, Simeone. Yeah, he was yeah, in the yeah, roster. Right. Or what about, what about a guy like Zapata or Muriel? They're hey, not playing at Atalanta. Injury prone now, right? They're not playing at Atalanta. That could have been Zapata or Muriel, either or one of the guys that's been in the league. Who was there? Who was there? But listen, I'll tell you what's missing with Fiorentina. Fiorentina has got four or five midfielders that in the past they produced. Look, if you get the Castrovilli pre-injuries, Castrovilli was a spectacular player. Their midfield's not a problem. I know, but I said, Amrabat, when he used to play in Verona, he scored, he, he did a lot of assists. He did. He was a lot more uh, productive in terms of... Uh, I think hey, Amrabat does a lot for this. They play more deep. Bonaventura's the only, Bonaventura only other midfielder, and we should say Badak was also not there, who has been an important part. That's true. So he doesn't yeah. score a lot of goals, but he's an important part for the team. Yeah, and yeah. Igor wasn't there as a center Saponara, back as well. So you're missing, players, you're I mean, missing a couple the of these... Midfield but they're also there. not producing like no, they the were midfield, The midfield I agree with. Spectacular The midfield, midfield I agree with. It's not the problem. But the production of the players aren't the same from last season. Same thing with Milan, the same case. And the production is not the same from last season. It's a mixture of things. Problems for Fiorentina. I know they're not happy. Let's move on to uh, a game which me and producer Enrico uh, had a little bit of <laughs> disagreement on. Uh, Lecce is? and Roma. Hmm. Oh, boy. He was asking me about betting on this one. I believe, did you put, you put Roma to win, right? And I told him, I said, listen, Lecce is tough. We know Lecce at home are a freaking solid squad. Bashkirotto. What a player. What a player. I think he doesn't get the goal, but I don't care. The Italian Hulk, I'm giving him the goal. He's the one who gets it in my book. They play with such a uh, an incredible fight and hunger, especially in front of their home crowd. They're one of the teams that came from Serie like B. Um, they, they have incredible fans that push them forward. They play the right way. Like I watched yeah. Trefezza play. Watch Trefezza play football. That it's would beautiful be good, to watch. Uh, that could, that could be the player that Fiorentina might need. Le no, the thing no, with no. the Le Legend don't just play. Uh, yeah. You think Legend just because they're a small team, they play like scrappy. They they do play that Grinta kind of football, but they play they play some good football too. Some triangles. They, some they, triangles. High press. Let me tell you they, something. They if Legend would have won the game, nobody would be, nice. would be disputing but, uh, the results. But they got the, some the nice results. technical players. They do some mm -hmm. nice technical players. So they're not just like a team that's uh, build a wall and mm -hmm. just hope from a set piece that we score. So they have some good flashes in there for sure. The team is built well. Uh, Corvino is the sporting director. He's one of the, the best. He's that's one of the good, guys bro. that saw Vlahovic when he was at Fiorentina. He was at Fiorentina last? Corvino, yes. Wait, when did he go to Lecce? He just went to Lecce? Uh, probably within the last couple of years. He's originally from Lecce, that's why. So, yeah. like, he went uh, back. I'm probably thinking, but, right? But he was uh, Fiorentina. He got Vlahovic. He got nice. a lot of these players. Chiesa also came up through him, even though it came from the youth system. Um, so, uh, Corvino is one of the one of these guys that knows talent and, and he knows how to find and build Huymand a team. too. Huymand in the midfield yeah. for Lecce. So My I, guy, guys everywhere. Yeah, so that's why I was Viking. like, they built yeah. even the guy, the kid Banda that comes in, yeah, Adam Spark. Uh, you have... Sisse, uh, who in Switzerland scored a lot of goals, but then you also have Colombo that you worked out a nice deal that you have the you know the op option to buy even from a Milan. They bought it. And did they buy it? I think they, they, they have did. a rebuy. No, 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 like no, no, no. I think, think Colombo is uh, no longer no, an AC no, no. yeah. player. So producer you know, Enrico, you, you, so you get it. Did Colombo fully transfer from AC Milan to uh, to to Lecce? Okay. So, you, so, no, no, so you, you're building out this team where you have that classic number nine, you have the fast guy on the side, Strafez also another guy who, who's been in Serie A in the past with Spal and stuff, Di Francesco, another one mm -hmm. that comes in and, and can create something. So you, you keep to that. And then he also made some of these signings, Basquerotto, you know, this guy has become a sensation, online sensation, but also the way that he plays. I love him. The girls love I'm, him. I don't know if he gets a, no a nomination yeah. for uh, the national team, but he can maybe be able to make a move up into a into a, a bigger team. A, a bigger team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you also been you're able to <laughs> to get. No, I'm, uh, sorry. What's his name? 
Why, why are you laughing about What's it? Just say what you yeah, have on your mind. You on your mind. <laughs> I'm laughing because I told uh, when we were watching the game, Antonio was here. I said, Bashkiroto, you know, he's he's like comes from a very hardworking family. He used to have on to. On a farm, right? He worked on a yeah. farm and he used to have to unload pigs on the farm. You know, that's part of how he got strong you and got he'd be right. able to play football. And then right. he, he, he made a joke. What was the song that you're singing? Anto was on that farm. Bashkiroto. Oh. <laughs> Old McDonald. Yeah. Go, go, go. Bashkiroto <laughs> And on the farm, me had a pig. E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> hey, and that was good, right? Yeah, he said it. There. The thing is, he said it on the spot. spot. Like, yeah. Two yeah. seconds good, after Uncle. I said, Bashkiroto worked on a farm. So You're good. Oh, man. I, love, I really like I really like the player. That's why you were laughing? Yeah, that's oh why I was laughing. God. Because <laughs> I was about to repeat it. And as I said it, I remembered you saying that. <laughs> See? But mm. I was going to say even Umtiti. This guy, mm. you know, besides getting Losing of experience, Besides getting injured. The guy won the World Cup with France, 2018, and you have that guy coming to Lecce to play in Barcelona Lecce, so too. Barcelona, it's, it's not. Uh, it's, it's some good business. Let's so talk about Roma on the other side now. <laughs> oh boy, Roma! It's, I, uh, we've been saying the same thing about Allegri, about Inzaghi, Mourinho, Mourinho already. I mean, the the idea is they're right there for the for Champions Top League. Four. Then if they don't make Champions League this year. That's I think bad. it's I think it's a failure, especially if Juventus don't get those yeah. 15 points, which I know Antonio's already <laughs> giving you that eye. No, 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 no. If they don't, then you lose one team that's nah, there, nah, nah. and Roma still can't get nah, into the Champions League. I think that that's where nah. people will be really upset if, let's say, an Atalanta or Lazio, of course, for them would be the worst. But those are the moments where they need to be careful. And for me, the the guy that I just I mean I watch and my jaw is dropped is Dybala, scores mm. the penalty. He's the only one. But my gosh, this man. He is everything that's beautiful about football. Like the way that he reads the game is sensational. And the fact that Roma was the only real team that bet on him, that Juventus got rid of him, that he's healthy at Roma. Inter didn't right? go for he's him. been good. Inter didn't go for him. All these teams gave up on such a pure yeah. talent. The best player. Like when he's healthy, he is they were the, scared though. Literally the greatest. It's a gamble. How much was his look, from Roma. look at Juventus though. Look how many injuries Juventus have. Seven. Like yeah. maybe something's to be said about that as well. Look how That's many true. muscle injuries Juventus Same, have this year. I get it, yeah. And or Roma in the, the past, past years. I mean, Roma in the past, so they had one of the most in Serie A in terms of uh, injuries. And I just wanted to say that um, we were talking about the, from last season to this season, the production of players, how it dropped. We talked about Milan, we talked about Inter, talked about uh, maybe not Juve. Oh, that I know where you're going with and this one. No, I was saying for Roma too. Tammy's not producing like last year. Tammy was on fire. We kept we were foaming from our mouth from Tammy. Did you see Tammy's goal? Did you see Tammy's goal? Pellegrini assist. What a free kick. Pellegrini, my and, gosh. And now, like, if they didn't have Dybala, these guys would be mm-hmm. mid-table. Dybala's literally carrying the whole team on the... He's the and only spark in that attack. No one else is points. doing Pelle, anything Pelle, on that team. But what the hell happened to Pellegrini? That's crazy. We had Pellegrini go from this incredible player last too, year. I, just, I can't fathom it. What happened? But he's a captain. You know, when you, when you yeah, think of I a know. captain... And I give them the benefit of the doubt that like I hope that he could become there because he has a talent. You don't just lose that. A game against Lecce is tough though. Like to be honest, know, when you get a, when you get a tie against but Lecce, overall the whole season. When you I'm look at about. when you look at the results that Lecce have gotten, it's incredible, right? And Inter they they were able to win late, right? You won an extra time, I believe, first game of the season. Lukaku scored. You were you there. Were there. Mm-hmm. Juventus too. I think they scored late only by one goal. So this is a Lecce side that when you're in Lecce, for me, it's you know you got to come out not as hurt as possible. For example. But, uh, but yeah, it, it is disappointing to see certain players that I said, all right, first half of the season, maybe they're going to come back good after the World Cup break. But Pellegrini is probably the biggest disappointment for I me. I just want to see what's, uh, if they don't make top four, I really want to see what Mourinho says, honestly. Because what's the excuse now? What's the excuse? But they're right there. They're right there. I'm just saying if they don't. I liked Roma to make it because I like the project and stuff. But where who do you... Who do you blame now? The players? Do you blame the coach for this for not producing? Like, what got in Tammy's head? What got in Billy? Like, is is the locker room still like? I don't know. Like, I, don't I think know it where is. It no, I don't think the locker room. So the what? Problem. Like, what? But they're right there. We they could very well get into top four. So having a conversation about hypothetical of them not getting it. It is, just you, you you drop those points. But look at every team. Tough. But look at every team. There's no team that you could say. Look at though, Milan. You know? Look at Inter. Look at. Atalanta, look at Lazio. All these teams yeah, have shown out consistent. The teams at the bottom, mm-hmm. they come up and they challenge. Like that's one thing that we have to take into consideration. The only team who's been perfect, who doesn't slip up, has been Napoli. Mm-hmm. Besides that, every other team you could find faults within their yeah, squad and say if they finish. don't get top four, because Milan also risks not getting top four oh, as yeah. well. 
There's a lot of teams in that boat. So there's okay, only listen, four spots. Since we are at this, Mike, since we are at this, uh, why don't we say uh, on the flip coins, Zaniolo leaving Roma, going to Turkey, mm-hmm. 26,000 people died on uh, this earthquake. And uh, I think it's, it's something that we should be mentioning. It's, I mean, Turkey and, uh, and Syria, Syria, they're going yeah. through a very a bad stretch, a lot of bad bad yeah. news. And, and that's, let's hope that Daniolo just brings some, uh, some uh, not light, but, uh, you know, just the distraction that you need mm. from time to time to, to keep away from those very, very bad, uh, you know, uh, memories. Uh, you know, losing, uh, losing a family member, losing. And I've seen a young kid just being brought mm. out. Uh, the videos after are so three scary. Four days, just, ooh. Yeah. And, you know, some, many times we hear just talking about soccer and all the stuff, but, uh, you know, we're talking about lives over here. So 26,000 people dying, it's not, a, it's not easy to deal with. So uh, maybe if we do something, we'll see if we can just direct some of the, yeah. the, the money and the funds to, the, sure. to the victim of I'm, those, uh, of this terrible event over there. Yeah, and Anto, I'm happy you said we're going we're gonna to say it after, but we do actually have a culture drop and we are donat- donating a portion of the... The proceeds that we're gonna get to to the relief for the people that were affected That's in this good. horrible earthquake. We so. had a drop already, but then once we saw this, we knew we had to donate, uh, uh, make a donation. So thank you for everyone who's been purchasing. We'll have in the top of the description uh, to go check it out. You're helping. It's a greater cause at the end of the day. Um, they, you know what? I read new things on Zaniola. Maybe we'll, we'll wrap up after this. I don't know if anyone's got any other topics, but I read I read Zaniola's mom's interview. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys heard it. You know what? I kind of see his side now. I kind of see a side. Of course, there's he said, she said, right? But the one thing that that they brought up was after the Conference League, I think the question was like, what happened since he scored the winner in the Conference League? She said, it was an incredible joy. We're so happy. But when they got into the summer, they had a reflection and he wanted to see what else was out there for him, Mm -hmm. which is normal for any player. He wanted to see if he could go to a bigger market. They told Roma, they informed Roma. Roma said, we are only selling Zaniolo for an evaluation of 50 to 60 million. No team came in and gave him 50 to 60 million offers. Again, this is his mom's word, so take it for what it's worth. So when he when he decided to stay, he said, we were happy. Fine, we stayed at Roma. No offers came in that met the 60 million, but they start talking about a renewal. So they come, They Roma wants a renewal. They come and they say, all right, you value him at 60 million. So now you got to, if you want to renew him, you got to pay him like he's worth 60 million player. What you would pay a 60 million euro player. Mm. That's where things started to be able to break down. Roma not wanting to really show real pursuit into signing him. And that's where they say it came to a point where in January he said, all right, now I want to move on. The offer from Milan was not there. They couldn't satisfy the offer uh, to Roma because he was ready to go. He was happy to go there. She says a lot of the figures that were reported about Bournemouth were not correct. And then, of course, he had this whole falling out with Rome where okay. he was never going to be able to get back into the team. Now, the one moment where I say I do agree with him, because, again, we're going based off of what she says. We don't know if it's actually true. But I do see the merit because I know oftentimes we like to bash a player. I've seen everyone kill the kid for what he's done, right? And oftentimes we say, oh, players are, are only thinking about the money. But at the same time, I do agree with her in the sense that if Roma value him at 60 million, you want him 60 million for another team, then you can't offer him a 2 million euro salary. Players that are worth 60 million, they make three, four million, four and a half, whatever it is. So if you're going to evaluate him at that, then you also should value him at the same sense. Don't give Mm -hmm. a BS offer. That's my only thing. Again, we don't know Roma's side, but in this scenario, if what she was saying is true, I do understand Zaniolo's side. Mistakes were made from him. The way that he acted throughout this, 100% mistakes are made. But I do get that side to him. And I know you work in this business. What do you think? Oh, you said it best. I mean, unfortunately, the team is going to do what's in their best best interest. So even for a player, like there is the project behind it, but there's a financial part of all this. There's a business behind this. Mm -hmm. So it's like as if you go shopping, right? If you go to the store and you get the, you know, one store, sells the same apples at a dollar and the other store sells the same apples at five dollars where are you going to go shopping unless there's other tangibles or other scenarios or Variables. factors that, that come yeah. in and and influence you to buy the the five dollar one you're gonna always try to get the you know the, the value for for the money that you have so you know that's that's one thing and so even for someone that's an agent or someone that represents these players um you know your objective is the player as your number one priority. And then that's where you have this kind of standoff, but it doesn't have to be 
a hostile environment. It's more so just as anything else Man, let's talk. where you're bargaining, right. you're, you're, you're trying to negotiate. And this happens, you know, in regular, uh, you know, in the regular world, outside of the sports world, you know, you think of maybe real estate because that's something that's more similar to like the asset value of a player where they can own some uh, a player mm -hmm. to be able to uh, sell him. Right. And then also the salary side. So like even when you go to make, buy a house, you know, you're putting a bid in first. Now it's it's a little bit different because, you know, supposedly they're selling for over the the, the, the sticker price of the market value. Um, but you go in and, and you're going to negotiate. You're trying to get that house for the cheapest amount of money. And, and it's the same thing. So I 100% agree with you uh, as far as, you know, the agent and the mom, whoever's managing the player, has to try to get the most. Because also your career is, is short. Very short. So you have to be able to make sure that you're getting paid what you should be get, you know getting and what you could be getting because if you went to another uh team chances are you would renew your contract for a lot more but or at least what they value you because like yeah there's yeah. definitely something to be said and there's been plenty of examples right of a player who plays in a certain market and is paid let's say two million dollars two million euros and then a big team let's just say real madrid for argument's sake come in and they offer you but you have to take into account all right they offer you five million am i going to play there Am I happy where I am? Am I good with my team? Those are important things to take into consideration. So my thing for him is like, I have a feeling that Roma at some point throughout the season started to say, maybe he's not worth what we think he's worth. Mm -hmm. Well, definitely what didn't help was the fact that he had no production this year. So usually, you know, you prove him wrong. When you, the contract exactly. Expired. You could have the conversation in the beginning of the season, which is, is very common. You have these conversations and you try to work on something. And then you score calls. Yeah, score if you start goals. performing yeah. or putting up numbers, them, all, them, all of a sudden Roma's gonna say, "Hey, you know what? We're Maybe gonna stop. We'll We're gonna exactly. pay you and and be able to increase the transfer, you know, market." I bet uh, that. I honestly, like that. I bet that a little bit of that for that Roma is like, hey, Leal is on the same situation could, if we right could get, now. If we could get 35 million, 40 million from him now, we might be able to get a cheaper alternative that's gonna produce and that's not gonna cause us this headache of asking us for more money. So. It's kind of like, you know, I think he played his cards wrong, uh, Zaniolo. I, I'm not happy with the way that it went. To, but to me, Berardi is much better than Zaniolo if that, on that position. Oh, Berardi oh, hasn't proven on a, on a bigger stage. Oh, please. Berardi, Berardi is proven on the national team. I mean, no, he, he missed. Hasn't. No, he hasn't. Proven on the national what team. Uh, uh, listen, listen, Berardi's got quality. Should I remind? No, I'm not even going to remind. I like how just quality. changed it. He's got quality. What were we gonna he's say? got quality, but he still never made that step above, yeah. which is fine. Listen, I, I'm glad that there's also... Uh, a Sassuolo bandiera. that is a small yeah he's a in bandiera de, he's de la loyal. squadra he's loyal. but also that Sassuolo is is still a, a team where they can be able to keep their players mm -hmm. and that's that's something uh, that's very yes or no <laughs> for the most part if they yeah. want to for stay. the most part <laughs> if they want, yeah, exactly. for the most part but I was gonna say we were mentioning about Zaniolo but um there was there's been new um recordings I guess with Juventus I don't know if you saw and they were talking about Chiesa and Chiesa's agent mm. And the fact that uh, you know the same type of thing, like they're always they're money hungry or they want more money, so he's not a player that could stay for long. So there's Which a is lot normal. Of, it's like yeah, you know, like conversations that you have talk. within companies. Yeah, I think that's basic. Yeah, talk. I think that that's like stuff that you just say to people yeah, that you work no, with. No, no, but I was going more so to say like all these teams mm. already know what's what's happening. There's already a preparation, so you already know what to expect and how much someone's going to come in and ask for, and you already have a value of what you're going to be able to give mm. to the player. So these, nothing is, is uh, oh my God, I can't believe Zaniola asked for a raise. That's not the case. Everyone, I mean, yeah. look what, what happened with Mbappe this summer. Yeah, exactly. That's Jesus. probably the biggest case we've ever seen. I mean, the prime minister of France had to go in and Call Mbappe he's, and tell him to he's, stay in he's Paris. basically calling so Kesa, Kesa might be on the, on the block no, uh, for no, you guys. I did not say that. No. <laughs> You're going to be on Gazette. Don't put words in, uh, on, in Peter's mouth. Man, I, will, I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him. Somebody comes from a Manchester City or Guardiola oh, said, hey, I'd like to, to buy your services over here to play for me at Manchester City. <laughs> what do you say? Buy your services. That's a very different yeah, yeah, one, say, one of the things before like we go. You think that the guy's loyal to Juventus? That guy doesn't give a crap about Juventus. One other thing before we go, uh, the VAR. So we've seen a couple cases no, with this, much. right? There is the one with Lautaro and Inter. We have a group chat where we always are sending these. It's offsides. Let's just say this Technically, blanket yeah. statement. He is offsides. Yes. According to the rules, they got to correct. I'm not arguing with the rules. It's true. My argument is when I'm watching football, 
as a football fan, the attacker has no advantage in any of these plays, the ones that are taken off. There is no advantage that Lautaro had on the one that he's off, on Vlaovic that he's offside, whereas his ear is slightly offside. Right. So for me... What about Castro Birli? Yes, but that's what I'm saying. Like, there, his his stud is offside you from Ranieri. You believe this nonsense? For me, it's like, <laughs> nonsense. Can, we not find, can we not find a better way to do the offsides? Is there? I, people say, okay, but look, it's black and white now. It's nice. For me, I don't enjoy it like this. I Maybe we put, if your foot... Is not behind or something because or, or just common sense like so. What is a part of your body? But you like can't say common sense. Part, it it is common sense. Be if you look at it, and you say, does the guy have an advantage or does he not have an okay, advantage? But what? But if you have to have run on paper, what do we do? Five inches? That's the 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 wow. gray area. Like you what can, is it? You can say no, but I'm saying if you're a referee and you watch, it's just like a red no, card. You can't Wait, do was like it Did he go in hard enough? Is that a red card? Because it's gonna be too different for. The things I I think it's gonna be maybe a leeway five inch five inches is like no, the Mike, difference Mike, at the side no, five no, inches no, is a lot that's or whatever the case lot. is whatever the case I'm but just saying you need I get what you're saying or I like very Peter close. Peter's got a good idea yeah I, I mean in the MLS what they do is they don't have the line show up and they're trying to organize and, and, the same and move it over though. the concept like is that they go to VAR yeah and they freeze the frame as we all see it on the TV, right? Okay. And then at that point, the referee goes there, and if he can clearly see that there's an offside or there isn't any clear evidence or, um, you know, like M Marco said, there's no real advantage there that he could be off by a little bit or he can't be. Then you don't then call he, it. When the goal stands, and he doesn't, he doesn't call it. So... Uh, you leave a little bit more to the interpretation of yeah. the referee. But the thing is, you create you by by having a five inch uh, you know leeway. leeway you you're creating a gray area. Because I mean, so you with that. If you give that, Mbappe, that's also gray area you, though. Yeah, but at least the referee yeah, yeah. is going to look at the TV and he's going to no, be able to no, see the, the line. Guys, for sure, there's no right. There's no solution yeah. that we're going to say that has no counterpart. Every single one well, does. Mm. My point is that I don't want to be playing in a FIFA video game where. Any little thing, his freaking they nail is offside. As accurate as possible. But but what I'm saying is like, if you play football, I get it. I get what you're saying. As a football, you realize that the guy has no advantage on that. Like, why doesn't the attacker get the benefit of the doubt? His feet are so far behind. Yes, his head is slightly over. But for me, again, the way that I see the game, yes, it's right that it was called 100 based on the rules of today. My thing is, there has to be a way, and I don't think that this will last very long with Man. the way that it is today. Maybe yours is the right solution where you look at it, you're not zooming in and looking because then you'll find everything. It's like when you slow down a foul. You slow down a foul, everything looks like a red card. Mm -hmm. But when you watch it in live time, if you can't see it in live time, that's the, it. Then it's not the, it's thing not with the call. Me, I don't like interpretation because this ref is in terms of different. This ref is like, oh, if we had this ref from last week, it wouldn't be there. And it's just too too many variables. But that's my, a refereeing problem. problem. Yeah, I end. get it, but why don't you get... I, I, don't, I get what you're saying. It's a little strict to do it like this. But it's just more consistent. It like, doesn't feel least, like football. Like it doesn't I, I feel like it. a game but anymore. But then we're gonna be like, from la if we had the ref from last one that was more, uh, yeah. that was more easier on the calls, it would it would not been a goal. You can, been a goal. you can still draw the line. When you draw the line, you're not gonna see the little forehead that's that's sticking out. Or if the guy has a big nose, he's gonna be offside. I would be offside like, every time. You know. Listen, Where's my we advantage? fought so hard to implement the VAR and to make sure that the VAR works the yeah, proper way. And now way. we hate it, right? Now, <laughs> this is semi-automated offsides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but right now, right now, that the, the science, we, we're just disputing science, okay? The science is, yeah. they draw a line, the laser line. If Peter's shirt is a little bit, uh, an Baggy. oversized shirt, it's too bad. Next time, wear a little <laughs> tight shirt, by example. So what I'm trying to say is, we fought so hard to bring the VAR in to it's avoid. True. Which right is fine, though. but we He's live right and we learn. Though. That's what I'm saying. I think we have to live and die I'm, by I'm this. <laughs> no. We have to live and die by we this would, thing We here. would never advance as a society <laughs> if we did that. that was it was great. It's great that it got implemented. That's something that we all wanted. But now that we're seeing it in action, for me, as a fan, I say I don't like it. I don't mm. like it. I don't like watching in that sense. I like it. When you when you actually can tell if it's if it's an event. But regardless, even if the bold goals were given, you were, were still have the same result, right? Yeah. So this no, no, but I, and no, I'm not, general, I don't yeah, care I about it. the game, the result. There was the one with Lautaro. That's no, why I brought no, it up yeah, with Inter. Yeah, I get it, There's I get a few it. of them that it just it drives me crazy when they zoom in and then they you yeah. just see the guys freaking the pixels, the pixels come on the guy. On. That bothers me. I get the it. forehead, the piece of his eyebrow. I think I think we're gonna advance with this, but I don't know what we're talking about is the way to go. Maybe but the I do feet. think what there about should the be feet? something better. What about the feet not about being offside? 
Why, why, like his what? feet were so, so far behind no, what see, do you mean, example, ahead of the play like Vlaovic's feet if you see Vlaovic's feet yeah. on that play like his feet are behind okay. and that's what really and gives you an advantage was... yeah then his head that was slightly above yeah, so I'm saying just a sprinting already but this is the reasons why I shift yeah, my head true. I don't want my hair to <laughs> no to, Peter's uh, right you know. your body was forward already so you had that advantage Mike, that's why I shift my head and if the other guy was straight you don't have the advantage of him already we're talking about such minimal things like we want to do it exactly it's so minimal that makes it so minimal uh, okay. I'm so we sorry to so hear hard, that we sir. fought so hard. We're gonna live and die with it. Yes, sir. That's it. Thank <laughs> you, Mike. Thank you. I was making fun of you. All right, guys. Oh, you're making fun. Thank you, everybody, for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Atalanta be Lazio 2-0. Oh, that, that was good. I think that was a that big was one. That way, kept AC Milan a little higher. That way, Lazio didn't overtake us, and Atalanta and AC Milan they tied. That was a good point, Mike. So that means. We're not really sinking at the, at the rate of Titanic. We're just sinking slightly. Small, little a small by little hole in the ship. So he brings up Atalanta Lazio and you just take Bring it back to, to Milan. Yeah. No, we live me, and die for Milan. For right me, Atalanta? I wanted to see everything in function of AC Milan. That's my team. Hoyland, my gosh, what a player. Hoyland is going to be sold for over 50 million. He's good. Who's telling you that he's going to be sold? Peter. He's going to be sold. I didn't say anything. <laughs> okay. He's He'll very selective. There was one play that he had where he dribbled past the entire Lazio defense and he nearly scored it one on one. But the speed that he used in his acceleration and 19 years old, the man has, he's very, he's got good balance too for a big dude. He's very balanced. He's technical on the ball. He's fast. He's sat everyone else on the bench. Zapata and Muriel on the bench. It's him and Lukman, the other two players. And I'm very happy for Atalanta. Uh, because they they oftentimes for me they lacked in the big games mm. in the direct big matches besides the one against Juventus for them to get this result in Rome is massive except that they lost uh, hot the board this to is a player that I want AC Milan to uh, eventually to right, look at Milan, I just no say, we do care about yeah. Milan I think, no, I'm not surprised you guys didn't get it I'm, I'm gonna throw a hot take I think Sarri's gonna leave at the end of the season and Inzaghi's gonna go, go back to Lazio no. that's a hot take that is a hot back take to Lazio. Inzaghi's not going back to Lazio where's he gonna go I he's gonna be on the to Inter Sari to Inter no. could be a good solution. Why? Yeah, you can make the, you play Sari's balls over there. <laughs> play Sari's balls. Win. Yeah. And you'll win. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. That's Thank it. you for everyone that's watching. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao, guys. Ciao, guys. Ciao. And Forza? Forza. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> producer. The producer. Yo, my producer is good, man.